Well, hi no. there, listener. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, hey, listener. <laughs> Okay, listen. Okay, okay. I didn't this know you were there, Jed. This is a podcast. <coughs> they can't see you, so it's it's definitely no one can see the gnarly vape rings that blowing you did some below. sick vape clouds <laughs> yeah. in here. I didn't I didn't notice you there. <laughs> Welcome back for another episode, though. I'll put my vape down. Put down Thank the you. vape. Thank you. It's the worst thing to try to edit out of podcasts. It is, and it also <laughs> makes the mic smell really bad. So yes, I probably shouldn't have blown it into yeah. the mic there, but whatever. Wow. Inconsiderate jerk. I know, I know. That's me. In a When's the last time I called someone a jerk? It's been a minute, like ten minutes. Yeah, I don't think it's been that long. <laughs> <laughs> really? Did I throw a jerk around? Me? Oh, usually yeah. I use more profane words. Jerk oh. is like me trying to water it down. True. Mm, that's fair. Everybody, say hello to Chris. <laughs> hey, what's up, one guys? One of our new hosts on Wasted Local Talent, so it's we can get you guys that have applied, caught up, and in here, and talk to you about what you do. That's right. Yeah. This week we have. Jared B. Jared B. Jared B. Music. Check it out on Facebook. Yeah, Jared Facebook. B. Music. Um, he plays, obviously, music. He's a, an acoustic act. Um, I feel like at sometimes I think that he plays with other people sometimes, but I'm not sure. He's a lone ranger. He's I a lone acoustic slanging ranger. Yeah. It's been a while since we recorded the episode, and I apologize for taking months to get out, but you know what? I'm busy. Sorry. So <laughs> sue me. <laughs> no, don't 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 sue me. Please don't sue us. I'll literally spend the rest of my life Ain't in gonna my, get much. You'll in make my potential kids' lives paying you off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Right. That is being very optimistic. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I can't no. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> so I'm lonely. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so how about that uh, worst kept secret intro music? Worst kept secret. Check it out. Bender. Off and of what? The, her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's off the album. Conf, uh, confidence arrogance. Confidence arrogance. Yeah. I always get that like. You know, I guess we could. I guess we could also yeah. mention that. Worst Kept Secret's going to be playing a show next weekend. That's true, yeah. They they along are. with another band. Uh, some terrible, yeah, some crappy, shitty metal band. Quasi death metal band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's their name, Chris? P.E. or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Fizz Ed. Fizz Ed. <laughs> yeah. Definitely check out Worst Kept Secret Friday, December 14th at 123 Pleasant Street. They are playing with Shrouded in Neglect, The Breathing Process, and Disillusion Effect. Which is Check them out. Your band. Yeah, it's my band. I've been known to scream and sweat for those guys. <laughs> you may know me. And anyone else who's there. I yeah, mean, right? there's going to be all kinds of people there. So I'll be there. Give Worst Kept Secret a little love. Come out early. They're going to be opening the show. So the fact that they're opening the show, it's going to be stacked. Worst Kept Secret's opening? Yeah. I'm glad I have to work until the show starts. I can miss them. Yeah. 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 No. You got an out, Daniel. No. You got an out. No, I'm off. I think an out starts at 9. Starts at nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. An, I'm, off, I'm off an hour before that, and I work in Morgantown. Doors so. open at eight. Eight dollar cover, right? That's right. Boom. That's right. Eighteen and up. So come on down and uh, br- spread the Christmas cheer. Speaking of Christmas cheer, we got a little bit of a giveaway. Oh, we do yeah. have a giveaway. We do. We, we do. The Christmas giveaway. We're doing donations from local bands and businesses. I'm yeah. donating. My band's yeah. donating. What is your band doing? My band isn't doing shit. <laughs> Honestly, I'm They're probably going to... That was more of a hypothetical for the listener. But oh, they are doing... You looked right at me and said it. I look at a lot. I don't know what to do with my eyes. I His band is doing literally anything other than... Yeah. Giving to the community. Searching for proof of Flat Earth and all sorts of weird shit. No, uh, I'm actually thinking about doing like a big After Atlas giveaway because I've got so much merch and we're not doing anything. I might just like here have some nice soft find shirts. A, find a small t-shirt that you know you're not going to sell and just throw We it can't in. sell any of our t-shirts. Really? Because we haven't played in six months. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's, yeah. It's difficult to get the merch cartels, yeah. big cartel store going when you haven't so, been yeah. it. So Christmas giveaway. Christmas giveaway. Bands, businesses, donating stuff. Mm-hmm. Like our stuff on Facebook. Send it to us. Make sure that you tell us so that yes. we know that you've liked and followed our things. If you've already liked and followed our things, you can still take a screenshot and send it to us to be entered in. It is free. It is free things. If you're listening to this right now, Stop whatever you're doing. If you're driving, pull over to the side of the road. Put on your flashers to be safe. Get as close to the guardrails you can. And send us the pictures, okay? Send the pics. Yeah. You know what pics we're talking about, and you know what pics we're not talking about. Yes, mm-hmm. I don't think we need to clarify. <laughs> yeah. We can. If we you just message us, we can privately explain to you we the difference. We can be subtle, yes, for once. Um, but if you like what you're hearing, if you like this podcast, mm-hmm. or if you don't, it doesn't really matter either way. 
Make sure to subscribe on whatever podcast app that you're using. If you want to hear more of our stuff, we also have several other podcasts that fall under 13 Palm Trees. We've got Gurus of Gaming, we've got Video Game Mythos, and we've got D&D Kinda. You can find all of those just by searching for 13 Palm Trees in any of your favorite podcast apps. Boom. Follow us on Instagram. Shameless plugs. And Twitter. And like us on Facebook. And if you do all those things, guess what? That's three entries into the game. And we hope to see you uh, maybe Friday, December 14th. Friday, December 14th. I will be there. Where you can see Bender live. Don't they play that at every show now? God, I wish they did. I wish they did. Well, maybe they will. I I bet they will if we're there because, I mean, me and you are both going to be there. So we'll just go right up to the edge of the stage and just demand that they It'll be like they're free bird. Like they're going to go up there and people are just going to demand that they play that song. The first person to approach Jed and I and give us your... And make fun of either Jed for being bald or me for being old. I will have a 13 Palm Tree shirt for you. I will wear a wig. So you... Come to us. Come I know that show. you don't know who we are because this is a fucking podcast. Well, I'm going to be so easy guys to pick got great out. faces for podcasts. It'll be kind of dark, but all of the lights. If It's okay, not going to be dark if I'm there. Walk in and find glow. the reflection. Yeah, find where the reflection <laughs> of the stage lights are just brightening up the room, and that's where Jed, Jed is. Yeah, look yeah. around until you're blinded and then just walk in that direction. Yeah. I'll still be hobbling in from my car with my walker. <laughs> Because it's really hard to Listen get around and there's a fucking hover around. Of a hover around. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get to the bar because there's stairs. So. Listen for the sound of an electric wheelchair and then go in that direction. You'll have a but backpack yes. with those shirts in it. So be sure to <laughs> no, hit him with that zinger. I'm only bringing one swag. shirt. It will be a large and it'll probably be black and white. Black shirt, white print. Mm-hmm. First person to come and make fun of one of us gets that shirt. So come on out. Come on out. I'm going to have to approve that with Michael, but I'm stealing a goddamn shirt. Show some love. Come hang out. It's going to be great. Get sweaty with us. About to Get sweaty. out. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the episode. What's up, everybody? I'm Daniel. And I'm Jet. And today we are wasting our talent with... Jared B. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? Good, man. Good, man. Great sun- Sunday afternoon yeah. here. It's nice out. People are it mowing is. their lawns right next to us. It's fantastic. Yeah, We can't hear it, though. I can't. Which is nice. It is very nice. Testing that out. Yeah. But <laughs> so now we know that that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I'm a Clarksburg, West Virginia native right down the road from here, and uh, I've been playing music my whole life. Um, my grandpa plays around town still. He has been playing for the last 40 years, and my uncles are out touring the country and the world uh, doing their country music thing, and... I had no choice. Yeah, it was just you were kind of born into it, huh? <laughs> just, yeah, just born right into that whole uh, music. When it, growing up, did your uh, did your dad or your parents like force you to play, or was it just something that you just wanted to do because they did it? No, um, like I vividly remember, like I was four years old and it was Easter, mm-hmm. and my uncle Chris got me a guitar. Yeah, and it had my name engraved on the bridge, and I was like, Whew. you know, that that's awesome. sweet. Yeah. Time to. Time to learn. Time to learn, yeah. You know, I knew like a G chord. Like mm-hmm. they taught me that at a real young age. <laughs> and the G chord was hit the four bottom strings with your index finger on, yeah. you know, on three. Yeah. You know, so it was real, you know, that's all I knew. And then seven, eight years old, I started learning lead guitar. My dad introduced me to Guns N' Roses when he came back from yeah. from overseas. He'd come back in, you know, every eight months or so. And... uh and he'd send me DVD boxes too when he would, wouldn't come in. So it'd be like Pearl Jam Live and oh, that's awesome. You know, in Italy or like uh, GNR Live, Use Your Illusions, Two Nights in Tokyo. Yeah. So oh, I was in, really I was cool. introduced <laughs> to that awesome. stuff at a young age and was like, whoa, this is not G A C Trace Atkins country. Yeah. This it's, is some real music right here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it was really cool. So what all do you play? Obviously guitar. Guitar was definitely the first thing, and I think naturally after that came like bass, mm-hmm. drums. Um, I didn't ever sing till I was about sixteen, and Daniel had the Main Street Cafe. Yeah. I said, "Man, let's go do an open mic," but never sang until then, really. Um, but I played keyboard throughout high school for uh, you know the show choir. I did it for a few different schools, and I don't know anything I could get my hands on string wise. Yeah. I can play a banjo, mandolin. Uh, Banjo's yeah. tough. Yeah, banjo is banjo is pretty tough, tough, man. I've tried. Just gotta pick it, man. That's yeah. it. Um, I'm rough with like cello, violin. You know, I'm not good on the bow. Yeah. But, uh, but that stuff's kind of fun too. Yeah. 
That's the only thing that I know how to play. Yeah, Jed plays a little bit of violin. Yeah. Oh, really? So, yeah. yeah. Love violin music. Yeah, Love I'm it. not good anymore. It's, it's <laughs> definitely, uh, I, I don't think I've really played consistently for like six or seven years. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen so, you play. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, you lose that ability mm-hmm. real fast yeah. whenever you're not doing it. It's yeah. very hard to pick mm-hmm. back up. Technique. Yeah, yeah, a lot of especially it. with like the bow and everything like that's yeah that's one thing yeah. whenever I've tried to play it's one thing I could never get down is just that motion and like how to position the bow and well I think what's tricky about that is like with bow instruments uh, like with you know a picking instrument if you pick wrong it might sound weird mm-hmm. and it doesn't really sound right but on a bow instrument like if you're not playing it right it sounds, it sounds terrible bad. like yeah. it hurts your ears if somebody's <laughs> yeah. not playing well it's really bad yeah a lot less room for air on this yeah smaller body instruments yeah. there yeah so, so sorry <laughs> what type of what type of guitar do you play right now? um right now my number one is a gnl comanche okay um those are guitars made by leah fender and george fullerton um nice i don't know if you're familiar with that company mm-hmm. i'm no, actually going to take a minute to praise them because these guys are phenomenal with what they do um every one of their <laughs> guitars they put out they have plect frets you know where they go through with yeah. the machine and really make sure they're in there and a lot of custom shop stuff. So I'm playing one of their Nashville studio guitars that mm-hmm. got made famous in the 80s. It's a Comanche. It's like a Strat style. Oh, nice. Um, all noiseless single coils, and they're staggered. They're, they look like a Z. Yeah. Z coil. That's So it's just a natural cool, yeah. noise canceling, you know, that is single awesome. coil. Yeah. <clears throat> With all the little fancy gadgets mm-hmm. in it, you know, like the little S1 switch where you get your different pickup configurations yeah. mm-hmm. just a real versatile guitar mm-hmm. for what i do i play all kinds of different music so. yeah so whenever you uh whenever you're playing out do you um you have uh originals and do you do covers as well like whenever you play out is it like a you go and play you know for a couple hours i'm assuming and then you do you know your originals and covers or how do how do you really uh you're kind of like set list how do you set that up yeah it just depends uh you know um in the last year or so, I was playing a lot with my grandpa, and that was kind of just a setup and jam kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a real natural guy with it, plays an old beat-up Les Paul. Yeah. Loves old blues music, old Willie Nelson music, old old everything. And then we do some new stuff, too. So that was really cool being able to play with him. So there was no structure to that. It yeah. was kind of like you look at it's each other and like, jam. what do you want to play? Yeah. You know? Just give me the key and we'll just go. Yeah. yeah, and it's you know it's that was really cool learning from that, mm-hmm. and then being able to go and do this own thing with my own original music that me and my cousin are playing now. Mm-hmm. Um, me and him have been writing together, and our sets kind of just base off. Let's throw as many originals as we can. Yeah, um, you know, even some half written ones from time to time that we can make up as we go. Yeah, um, that's usually how we write a good bit of them too. Is just throwing just, them out there. Yep. Um, that's but, the best way to do it. Like especially like live. Like if you're just We've got we, we both know the key and we can just kind of you know the kind of the structure and just go for it, man. Yeah, because like a lot it. of a lot of times you play in live and uh, you just improvise. You you tend to like I know for me if I'm just improvising like over a song that I've already written, it's like oh that's really cool. I'll keep that you know and like it changes. It's always evolving. The best so, melody maker. Yeah, right there. So absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's really a lot of what I just got into the art of was improv. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, my whole influence on music changed when I started playing in a jam band. Yeah. Like, I started listening to jam bands that I never listened to before. Like, you know, I, I used to love Dave Matthews to oh, death yeah. and them, and that was a modern jam band that I think everyone, you know, got into there in the early Dave, 2000s. A lot of Dave Matthews fans. Yeah. yeah. Around here, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's like a, it's a not-so-secret society of people. Yeah. You know, so, and from there, I just, I listen to the Grateful Dead a lot mm-hmm. and like the Allman Brothers band. So there's a lot to pick up from those jam bands who just go out every night and just throw different songs out. You know, they'll play 200 different songs yeah. in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's a lot what I did with them. And when it comes to the original set with me and Nick, getting back to that question you asked, we just write a lot of our originals out. Mm-hmm. We don't really plan out when we're going to play them, but we have the originals out. Yeah. So we don't forget them while we're playing off. There's yeah. this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll do a few sing-along covers, mm-hmm. you know, like your Purple Rain or... Get the I'll, crowd involved. I'll be yeah. Edwin McCain or, mm-hmm. you know, just some real real cool stuff. Maybe it'll get the girls watching you. Yeah, there you go. Something like that. <laughs> that's what it's about, being a musician. So, uh, that's why I got into it. Yeah. And that's it's why working I'm out 30, really yeah, well I'm 32, you. still single. 
yeah. a few failed the horde of uh, yeah. the horde of followers that <laughs> yeah. just go everywhere with you. Yeah, it's got to be tough. That's that's a tough life. <laughs> so, uh, so no I know calm. you said that when you were about sixteen was whenever you first started singing, right? Yeah, man, I got my license and I was driving in my car. You know, yeah. you, you start, you sing when you drive. Oh, yeah. everyone sings oh, when they drive. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. It's yeah. a concert. In Air drum. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anytime I'm wheel. by myself, kinda. Yeah, it's like a concert, the best show I've ever put on. <laughs> yeah. So I started singing when I was like sixteen, driving around this 2003 Tahoe that got like eight miles to the gallon. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. I would like have to plan out. Like the Wednesday, I'd come down in, in the downtown Clarksburg mm-hmm. and be like, man, it's going to take 20 bucks to get enough gas in my car just to get <laughs> yeah. back home. I was spending like 80 bucks a week. Yeah. <laughs> then I traded in and got a Honda Accord. But I started singing at that age. And really, that you know, that open mic stage you had together, man, that, mm-hmm. that helped me out tremendously. Okay. Um, that, that was the goal. And that's what we're trying to do here, too, is help. Yeah. Local, yeah, yeah, man. That's that's all you know. You and your guys have done yeah. for years, man. Just help out any local artist mm-hmm. while you're doing your own thing. So that's yeah. really great, man. I just think that West Virginia has so much more to offer than what people view. I think it's coming. As. I think it's surfacing a it little is. bit. It's I really to, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, hopefully, this will help get you know people's names out there a little bit and like maybe even bring business into into west virginia itself you know people coming in or like say because you play out of state a lot so this you know reaches out even further people will hear you and uh might come out to a show check yeah out. absolutely <clears throat> um you know with the range of where i play you know we play all over down the east coast and mm-hmm. stuff and um this is uh one of my first interviews like this you yeah. know this cool laid back you know set up mm-hmm. it's usually like i've done a few over like a couple of radio stations in morgantown and stuff yeah. it's a little bit different yeah yeah they sitting got like in a front piece of, of a, paper they're like okay question number one yeah you're sitting yeah. in front of a desk or something you know yeah we can't even write so that's why, we, that's why there's no structure to good because i can't read that's why i was never back <laughs> it's a perfect fit yeah <laughs> so uh when you were younger you know obviously you got into music at a very 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 early age um at what point did you kind of realize, like, yeah, I want to do this. Like, I want to play music. Like, that's what I want to do. Like, shit, like, go to shows, be an artist, that kind of thing. Like, Guns N' Roses 92 slash jumped off, like, the top of the stage intro to Night Train. I was like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. I want to be a rock star. Damn. Yeah. You actually yeah. have, like, a specific, yeah, like, like, that, that, that one specific yeah. thing. Yeah. It was like, yep, yep. I want to do that. Sylvester Skunk t-shirt on. <laughs> No top hat, probably on a five day, maybe two week bender or something. Yeah. You know, just, just, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's rock, that's rock and roll. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. You know, I'm not even so much rock and roll anymore as I used to be, but that was like life changing there. Yeah. So style wise, like um, your music, what would you kind of compare it to? Oh, that's like tough. your your originals. Like if somebody hadn't heard your music, um, didn't know anything about you. Um, how like how would you describe your sound? Um, it's got this soulful, bluesy bass to it, mm-hmm. and it's got this modern pop feel just sprinkled all over the top of it. Yeah, and then you just find your spaces in between of that Appalachian influence mm-hmm. and bluegrass influence, whatever it may be. Yeah. you know we never tried to put a label on anything when we went into writing you just kind of just write and come out with it you yeah. know you i'm sure you know that oh yeah um, i've got everything from i've written kind of country style songs i've written metal all sorts of stuff it's just in the moment whatever you feel oh yeah you know and yeah. then you kind of take what fits together if you want to do a band and be like this is us because you go to a show and you don't want to watch a band that's like these are all originals here's a country song here's a metal song here's you know a pop song <laughs> Now, now we're a boy band. And yeah. We play the backing tracks. So, you know. sounds like my Pandora playlist. Yeah, yeah, that definitely does. <laughs> so, <laughs> but <clears throat> I had something. I lost it. It's gone. <laughs> it's, nah, gone. Nah, it's gone. When, when you're writing, you got to have a theme. Oh yeah, mostly. Mm-hmm. You know, like with when you're developing your sound. Mm-hmm. Um, I think theme is important. You can't. You know, you can stray away a little bit, but mm-hmm. you, you still have to have a nice, nice base of an idea mm-hmm. of what you want to do. 
So as long as you have that there and then you have your creative mind, you know, rolling, whether mm-hmm. it's a good day or bad day. Oh, yeah. Just take your chances at it. I've been trying to write as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah, like I I know I have songs. I've, I actually have a song that I keep pulling up that I've been working on since 2004, God. 2005. It's still not finished. But then I have days where uh, back in February I was taking a shower and I had this little melody in my head and I went in to record. And I didn't, I didn't actually play any guitar or anything on it at first. I just got the melody down and then uh, within three hours I had a full song written. It's like sometimes it just comes, sometimes, you know, like in this one song that I've been working on is just, I want it to be amazing. And everything that I try is just not quite what I want. So, and typically what I write to it, I end up taking and making into another song. So like I've got probably about 15 songs that have spawned off of this one (laughs) song that I've been working on for 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. I like the ones where you just piece together verse to verse from different, different parts of your notes or something on your phone. I like to Mm. do that sometimes. Yeah. See, that's like, to me, that's the aspect of music that's just like voodoo. Like how somebody can, I mean, I love music. Like, absolutely. I fucking love music. But I just, I, I don't get how, because you hear stories about bands that like, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, Sweet Child of Mine, actually. Speaking of Guns N' Roses, that was just like a warm up that he was just playing just like, just to warm up his fingers before, I think they were to like, maybe playing a set. I don't remember yeah, exactly yeah, probably, what it was. Probably a troubadour or something. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he was just like warming up and was just playing whatever just to warm up and everyone was like, whoa, do that again. And that's where mm-hmm. Sweet Child of Mine came from. And it's like, that's that's crazy that, that you can just hear notes and just mm-hmm. all of a sudden things just blossom out of that. Yeah, yeah. it is unreal. Yeah. Like, you can't explain it sometimes. Oh, like, yeah. a lot of people who just, you know, can naturally pick up a guitar and strum a few chords you know most of them be like i don't know but i know this yeah you know? that's the way like i mean i'm sure you're the same way with your ear with music like people are like how can you just listen to a song on the radio and just play to it it's like well yeah, like, to yeah. me it just comes naturally so like it's not that impressive to me it's just that's always the way i've always been so like being able to hear something and then play along to it and be in key you know, it's, I don't even need to know what key it is. I can just hear it. And I don't read music. I don't know chords. I can't, I, you know, nothing. I, I, you, GACD, whatever. Like, I don't. But if I hear it, I can play it. It's, you know, I'm sure it's probably the same with you before you actually learned to uh, play chords. And I'm sure you yeah. read music and all that. Yeah, I learned to, <clears throat> um, you know, going into high school and stuff, I was asked to go you know, play guitar, play piano with mm-hmm. choir or whatever. So that's kind of when I learned to start reading. Mm-hmm. took a little bit of music theory. Yeah. But, yeah, it was always listening on the radio, mm-hmm. singing along to, like, Johnny Cash or something, you know, picking up the key, mm-hmm. you know, and just feeling it out on a guitar. I think it just takes a lot of those um, hours you'd spend maybe in your bedroom with your, like, Squire Strat, yeah, just trying to play along to the yep. radio. <laughs> yeah. That time adds up somewhere. Oh, yeah. I think it's a little bit later on down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, wish I would have appreciated that time a little bit oh, more. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Whenever my dad tried to get me to like go over his old songs, like a bunch of stuff from the '60s, '70s, stuff like that. You know, he'd be playing there, and uh, that's what got me. You know, thinking about playing music was listening to him. But he was always like, "You just learn to read this, like learn this, that." And I'm like, "Nah, I just yeah. didn't do it." But now, now I'm 32, and I'm like. That's probably a good, you know. Probably should have learned that. Probably should have learned that. Good thing <laughs> yeah, to but, have in your back pocket. But I, yeah. I, I learned a little bit too much there for a while. I got a little burnout on the theory stuff. So. Yeah. And, you know, I played sports through school, so I never had the guitar all the time. Yeah. Until I was out of school. But I think that gave me enough break to come back to it, yeah. you know, later and just take a fresh start on my sound. Yeah. And that's just kind of what I did, just revamp my whole thing, and mm-hmm. I'm running with it. <laughs> so how old are you now? I'm 20, just 20. turned 20. Yeah, I'm a young guy. Um, so you're fresh out of a couple of years out of high school, and you're already out. touring up and down the East Coast. Um, do you book all of your own shows up and down the East Coast? Or yeah, do people- that's, that's a good thing to have. I mean, we have friends, you know, who help us out and get us set up in certain places. Like down in Nashville, that's all with the help of good friends and good yeah. songwriters down there. Um, and, you know, family, of course, with the Davison Brothers Band, and, you know, they help us out down there too. Um but yeah, mostly, you know, everywhere else, it's kind of like word of mouth. Someone saw us play somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
and they want to have us at their, you know, their location or their yeah. venue. And, you know, friends down in Myrtle Beach, we go down there and play, you know, every six months, I'd say yeah. now, you know, a nice little cycle going on with them. Whereabouts do you play down there? I played at Broadway at the beach um, this last time I was down there, the 4th of July week. Um, played five shows, five days down there at Broadway. Yeah. So that was cool. It's a you know nice spot. Um, I haven't really played on the boulevard much, but I think we're going to hit a couple different locations You know, mm. near North Myrtle Beach next time yeah. and mix it up a little bit. Do you know, um, so we, my, we've, my band's played down there a couple of times. Um, what's his name? Brian Rossler. Um, that, that's who gets us down there. He's just an acoustic artist as well. I, I didn't know, know if you had uh, heard him. Yeah. Um, that's why I was asking, like, maybe you would be kind of crazy if you had like that mutual connection. Oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. would be. Usually that, that's the way it happens. Mm-hmm. You run into people, you know, who are friends with people back yeah. home. But um, no, I've had a chance to meet a lot of great uh, solo, you know, singer songwriter, mm-hmm. acoustic players down there. Yeah. You know, guys who've, you know, opened for us and, you know, maybe I've opened for them. Mm-hmm. Good talent down there, you, oh, know, yeah. you know, way different from here, you yeah. know, people's influences and what mm-hmm. they listen to. So it's kind of good to go get thrown in the fire somewhere else yeah. from time to time. Yeah. So so um, do you have anything, uh, any original stuff recorded um, out there for anybody to listen to? No, not right now, actually. Yeah. It's kind of like advised to just chill out for a little bit yeah. and just keep writing and keep working, okay. just record some, you know, good, good quality material. Mm-hmm. I think we're, you know, we're looking for a, you know, maybe like a home run hitter quality yeah. type of sound before mm-hmm. we do anything. You know, I record it in my bedroom. I record yeah. on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Send it through Dropbox, whatever you yeah. got to do. Yep. Send some ideas back and forth. But, you know, no studio work. No studio work. Yeah. Um, in Nashville, I did some vocal work. That's mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Just getting my feet wet. Yeah. So did you record, um, so you said did vocal work down there. Were you uh, doing vocal stuff for another artist? Um, technically, yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, um we all write songs together. Okay. So um, you're just, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was for another artist. Um, you know, the way things work down there, just pitching stuff to mm-hmm. other artists is, you know, sometimes the way it works. So yeah. you just kind of write, you know, amongst each other. And then mm-hmm. if somebody has a song they want you to be on, you know, you just, oh, thank you. You know, let's, yeah. you know, let's go work. <laughs> so that's really cool. Excuse me. So it's a lot of collaboration <laughs> then. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And that's, yeah. A, it's actually really cool. It's like very, you know, friendly, you know, oriented, family style oriented, you know, with, I feel like if you're, you know, under a certain, you know, label and, you know, you got certain guys under that label too, you know, you're just, you're there to collaborate anyway. Yeah. 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 So I know like, uh, as a musician, you know, you hear going down to Nashville, that sounds really intimidating. But it for people, does. But, it really but, does. You know, cause it's like, you know, it's Nashville. Like right. it's fucking Nashville. No, right. Yeah. I've um, definitely, like months ago before yeah. I even was down there a little mm-hmm. bit. Want to go to Nashville? Yeah, Ooh, yeah. it's know. like, dun, dun, dun. do I want to do that? Do I want to be, you know, that like small drop in a big pond, you know? But I know a few people that have been down there and have actually, you know, I actually, a, a friend of mine went down there to do original music, like solo stuff. Um, and he's actually got into writing EDM music and has sold some songs to bigger EDM artists. And he's writing, um, he actually wrote a song for a church that um, did a live music video, and it like within 24 hours it got five, six, seven thousand views on YouTube, and wow. it just keep, continues growing. So like, if I feel like Nashville, if you're a good artist and a good musician, like you could go down there and you know you put any of your you know kind of ideas out there to anybody, and it's a good spot. You yeah, know, there's, that. there's definitely room to grow down there. And yeah. There's a lot of opportunity. It mm-hmm. comes, you know, with the more population, bigger city. And yeah. Everyone down there just seems like they're just, everything's music related. Mm-hmm. Every corner you turn, you know, there's a studio or mm-hmm. a guitar shop or, you know. Yeah. Um, just, I don't know. I loved it down there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, see, I've, I've never been. That's someplace that I definitely need to, to go at some point. And I've got, sure. I've got a few friends that live down there and they're like, come down sometime. I'm like, well. I'll try to, and I never do. It's like, be a cool spot, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, so obviously music is a big part of your life. Outside of music, what would you say is like your biggest hobby? <sighs> biggest hobby right now? Um, I haven't been doing much of anything but music. Um, I like playing basketball um, yeah? on off days. Um, <clears throat> I play with friends from high school. We go down to uh, our local church. 
and we run some games down there, you know, try to stay in, stay in shape and have some fun and be around friends when I'm home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I play a lot of PlayStation sometimes, sitting up, you know, late at night, you know, basically sports stuff, though, maybe some Call of Duty here and there. But, mm-hmm. you know, not really big on the whole PlayStation anymore either, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, whole, I imagine 20 years old, touring as much as you are, like, that's got to take up a lot of time. Yeah, a lot of a lot of my time. You know, a lot yeah. of it's just um building relationships and being personable with people. Yeah. Um so I'm learning a lot of that, you know, in the last 2 years I've been out of school, you know, um trying to be a better person and just, you know, be a good person with those around you mm-hmm. and it's really cool to see how much that helps you with yeah. everything. Yeah. So a lot of opportunity just stems from good people you surround yourself with yeah really cool you know i didn't believe in quantum physics but you know positivity definitely feeds positivity <laughs> you're a quantum physics guy aren't you judd big on i mean you i like you, didn't, well, you did like work some with it is that what you uh, it wasn't it was astrophysics astrophysics yeah it was something physics but yeah yeah off topic I just, yeah. yeah i don't know anything about astrophysics so i'm gonna ask you sure <laughs> what is astrophysics so astrophysics is just, I mean, physics in itself is just, you know, a science of how everything basically interacts, right? Astrophysics specifically relates to astronomical physics. And I know that's like not a good explanation. Basically, it's just like the physics behind how bodies of matter interact with each other in space. So like planets, gravity, I like space, like and it's it works differently in that setting than it does here. I mean, everything is uniform across the board, but it's like I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, so like one of the things that astrophysics has is like there's an equation out there, and I don't remember it, and I don't remember the name of it, but there's an equation out there. Um, I actually believe Einstein uh, originally proposed it, but it tells you that if two uh, like stars or black holes are orbiting each other, you can plug in their mass and their volume and their distance from each other, and you can tell the rate at which they orbit each other and how close it like you know if one is getting pulled towards the other, how much closer that they'll get with every revolution. It gets very nitty gritty, um, but yeah, that's yeah, kind it of definitely the sounds overall. Like it look at it and i'm still gonna take my chance here i'm just gonna jab you with questions about space now (laughs) because i feel like you've been left out on this music talk sure sure (laughs) so i mean i'm just gonna cut you deep with a couple go for it big bang theory big bang theory what do you think about it the show or the actual no no (laughs) yeah i've never watched the show i've heard great things about it though i used to like it growing up now it's just like just repetitive at this point i still like it for filler but yeah yeah um but no i mean what do I think about it? Um, I don't know. I mean, do you think it's like a real thing? <clears throat> Probably. I mean, that's what all the science... I mean, so the, the, so the thing with the scientific theory is that it's not really a theory in the sense of it's a guess. You know, it's not like you're just guessing. Um, a theory is something that has been tested and validated by the scientific community. Now, obviously, we don't really have necessarily like like visible, observable proof that you can you know see and feel because it's so far back in the past. But it's one of those things that it is the most likely um, thing to have happened based on the things that we can observe, like microwave radiation throughout the the universe and cosmic radiation. Yeah, I haven't been big much on the space theory stuff, but that makes the most sense to me Yeah, when it comes down to those scientific theories. So uh, so you've been on tour now for how long? Well, I think we really started, um, I started picking, um, picking up in May of this year, and usually that does happen naturally, even mm-hmm. when you're not touring. Um, just because of summertime mm-hmm. and, you know, everyone wants to hear some live music somewhere. But um, me and my cousin, 
um, Nick, we opened up our schedule and sent out some emails to uh, preferred locations where, you know, we might would want to play. Um, and we got back a crazy response that, you know, we just didn't really expect. So we opened up our schedule for the summer, and that's through September. We opened that up in May, and it got booked up in like four days. Oh, wow. Nice. So we were like, whoa. You know, we didn't expect it. We, you know, we were mm. we were kind of just like, yeah, let's go out this summer. Let's play, you know, our original songs we've been writing. You know, it's a good thing. Took off. So it was that's, really cool. And awesome. we were like, let's uh, let's get our big boy pants on and <laughs> let's go work, you know. Yeah. Went and bought a new acoustic for it and stuff. You know, we just do a lot of acoustic mm -hmm. uh, duo stuff, two vocals, two acoustics, three yeah. bows. Simple. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know you said that, you know, you don't have any recorded material out, anything like that right now. Um, if somebody wanted to follow you and see, like, where you're going to be playing, like, what kind of, are you on social media? Yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll promote my page a little bit. Yeah, go ahead, Jared man. B. Music, um, you can find me on Facebook. Um, mostly that's where I just put out all of my information because it's shareable to a lot of platforms from there and... You know, a lot of people are on Facebook nowadays. I yeah, feel like, yeah, you know, I, I just... That's kind of like a default mm -hmm. thing. They say Instagram's a big thing. I get, you know, a so much better response from Facebook right now. I think the algorithm's all messed up with Instagram right now. Yeah. I'm getting like half the likes I used to. Yeah. It's like, man. Are it, did they change Instagram where you have to like pay to boost? Kind of like um, how you do with Facebook? That might be why. It's... It, I think I I want to say Facebook actually bought Instagram. I kind yeah, of Facebook feel like think they did. Yeah, I'm almost positive they Facebook own Instagram. Instagram. So it's kind of got the same like you can the the way that I've researched and stuff like in order to get followers naturally and to get people to like your stuff like you've got to be on there and you've got to follow and like and like hashtag the right things on Instagram. It's like it's like a full time job. Yeah, yeah. and I hate it, but you know. Unless you're famous, you're not going to get a bunch of followers, like just because, just no, because yeah. you're, you know. But it's and with the promotion and stuff on Instagram, it's kind of the same as Facebook, where you pay and it's sponsored, and then it'll shoot it out like in the middle of your feed. So you're scrolling through, and you'll see like you know, like with Thirteen Palm Trees, like it's just on mine from where we've uh, paid for the right. ads. So um, it, that aspect is kind of the same. I don't really get too involved in Instagram except for my shirtless selfies that I like to take. So no, I see you know, him. Yeah. I see him. <laughs> Honestly, though, I mean, you say it's like a full time job, but that's a thing now. Is like oh, a yeah. lot of social media, a lot of and, you know, not even big bands and businesses, mm -hmm. like even just smaller, will hire someone specifically for that. Yeah, oh, like I mean, you see just people throwing their social media. cash around, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. throwing the videos out there. This is how much I make from doing this. And it is a real thing. I've talked oh, to yeah. people who do it. Now, you know, I used to think it was, you know, bullshit or something. Yeah. These people were making that money mm -hmm. from marketing, but you sell yourself out to it completely. Oh, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, you'll definitely sure. get an unfollow from me if you're putting out your hair product every day. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see it every yeah. day. Yeah, that's like a, that's an instant. Jed, Jed no follows all those hair products, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Luscious man, Luscious. That's, my, that's that's my thing. Had <laughs> to every episode, <laughs> every single one, every episode. You got to talk shit about the hair. So love life, love life. Let's oh, let's boy. let's get let's get a little little deep. Oh man! All right. So you're 20. Go you're a good looking dude. Um, Thanks, Daniel. You're welcome. <laughs> awkward, awkward silence. We're gonna go make out now. Yeah. No, um, drops in late. Um, I have a girlfriend. A girlfriend. Yeah, you know, um, and uh, you know she keeps everything together mm -hmm. when I'm not around. When I'm not home, God bless her. Um, we've been together for a year and a half now. It's like any other relationship when you're 20 years old. Yeah. You know, you get your day-to-day -day stuff, mm -hmm. but I'm learning a lot. You yeah. know, a lot of trial and error. Oh, yeah. That's... So uh, those bar scene chicks aren't aren't my thing. Yeah. I've definitely realized that over time. And, you know, I finally found, you know, a good girl to at least uh, keep me in line and, yeah. and, you know, keep everything together at home. Like yeah. I said, you know, room clean, clothes So she's clean. she's pretty cool with you. Um, being a musician, going out on the road. Yeah, um, um, it was a change of pace for us both mm -hmm. there um, at the beginning of this year. But, you know, 
I've adapted. She's adapted a little bit. You know, we're just still deal with some stuff here and yeah. there. But it, you know, overall, we're doing all right. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's good. Like being able to find somebody that you can, you know, be in a relationship with, like, and be like being a musician. It, that's tough. Since <laughs> like, it's hard. since this is going to be audio only, none of you can see the the green jealousy emanating from Daniel's eyes right now as he says that sentence. What? Yeah, he is jealous. Being able not to find me. somebody. No, he's not jealous of me. He's yeah. jealous of her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally jealous of her, not him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm being serious. Like it's as like as a musician, I've been in relationships where like they're like, Oh yeah, I'm cool with you playing music and stuff. And then like back whenever I was in my old band Darling Waste, and we would literally be touring for like three, four months at a time, and they would just dip. They're just like, I can't do this like i don't trust you on the road it's like you know it's it's tough to find you know somebody that's really willing to stick by you and that especially if you're following your dream and you're not making any money doing it or not a, a lot of money doing it you know yeah they're <clears throat> they're usually always lying when they say they can handle it yeah because they can't and they'll they'll have to learn to <laughs> if if they have a chance of doing it yeah musician stuff <laughs> you know uh, that's why you just get a dog yeah, just take a dog. We actually road dog. Yeah, we had what was his name? Captain Danger, in Darling Ways. He was our little Chihuahua. He would come out on the road with us sometimes. Oh my oh, god, that's awesome. Captain a Danger. Chihuahua? Fuck yeah. See, I'd want to take like a that's big great. German Shepherd or something, <laughs> <laughs> or a tiger. Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be interesting. On tour with a tiger. Yeah, that's my goal right there. <laughs> actually, I want to be able to make that that's much where money. You know where I can made it. When I'm taking my tiger. tiger take your tiger. Him. Might bring him on stage. There you go. Just sit on his back and play. <laughs> <laughs> Katy Perry. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> <Or> the line, <laughs> right? I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. Oh, my about. God. Was that this, the, the Super Bowl? Half, the Super Bowl halftime? Yeah. Fuck. Man, one of the funniest was memes. It, was that the one where the sharks came out and danced? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, Was it, it was. a tiger or was it a lion? I don't remember what I don't it know. was. I, I want to say lion. Lion. I do want to say lion. It was definitely a jungle cat for sure. Yeah, because she's got that "Eye cat. of the Tiger" song. Yeah, you're gonna hear me roar. Yeah, yeah. totally lion. Totally lion. Well, I think that was the song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, it's the Super Bowl, so it was like four or five songs all yeah. kind of like kind of mashed up, mixed together. That's another thing that irritates me. Super Bowl half times. How sad. It's not not like the show that they put on, but the fact that like as a band. And I, I forget who it was. I think it was the Chili Peppers. But they signed the contract to do the Super Bowl halftime, and they came out, and uh, they're like, oh, you're not actually playing. It's all pre-recorded, and you have to make it look like you're playing. And I I either read it somewhere or somebody told it to me, so I don't know how true this is, but apparently whenever they got out there and started playing, they unplugged their instruments so everybody would know. Yeah, they did. That, yeah, did they do that? Yeah. Yes. I like, that seems like a it. very Chili Peppers thing to yeah. do. It was act, yeah, I, I mean, forget I would exactly, but it was very blatantly obvious. Yeah. You know, it was, I remember seeing something about them where um, it was some, it wasn't the Super Bowl, obviously, but some show that they played somewhere, I don't remember any of the details about it, but like something happened that had pissed them off. Mm-hmm. And Flea, when they went out on stage, was naked and was just covering himself up with his bass. And he was just in boots and nothing else <laughs> and played the entire show like that, just like as a, as a way to protest yeah. whatever it was that had I made mean, them mad. That sounds just like a normal Flea thing to do anyway. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. like it's really seen. not that out of character for yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. I've been through a lot of YouTube concerts. I feel like yeah. I've definitely seen Flea's ass a few times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On oh, yeah. stage. Definitely. Yeah. That guy is nuts. <laughs> he so is. what's the um, craziest thing that's ever happened to you on the road? It's on the road? Yeah. Or, yeah or, right. or locally, like, you know, at a show, what's the, the just the craziest experience that you've had? That's a good question, and I have to answer it, so give me a second. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that this has probably happened. Yeah. The real thing is, which one are you comfortable with saying right yeah. now? <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't, you know, I really couldn't pinpoint the craziest thing that has happened, like road-related. Um, Man, uh, when I was down in Myrtle the last time, 
Um, but it was 4th of July, mm-hmm. and there were fireworks going off, and I was, like, standing there watching the finale. And uh, when it comes time to tear down, um, we, you know, we take our guitars and stuff up to the storage room because mm-hmm. we were playing the same circuit, you know, all week. Yeah. So we are able to go put it away real close by. Yeah. So we're on the first trip upstairs to carry this equipment in, you know, after the fireworks are done. And we get upstairs and we look back down, you know, over top of this, you know, huge bar. You know, it's like a big club layout, mm-hmm. but we were playing on the patio. Yeah. So we still have uh, like a Martin D18 sitting down there in its hard case and my phone sitting up on this banister. Yeah. And I go back down, my camera, or my phone's gone. Mm-hmm. Of course. Someone stole my phone, but the guitar's still sitting right there, you know, like a $3,000 guitar but they want to take my phone yeah that shows you the people you know yeah so they shut my phone off you of music yeah yeah yeah, they don't so So my phone is shut off right now and you know we're back at the hotel and i'm you know like whoa so my girlfriend pins my location from home Mm -hmm. i find my iphone's turned off on my phone somehow Mm -hmm. but i shared my location with her through messages so there's like a loophole there with with your location so she was able to pin my location as soon as this kid turned the phone on. Mm-hmm. And he was a half hour outside of Myrtle. I call, and he answers, and he gives this terrible f- false story about how he found my phone on the back of his truck, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, man, sounds good. You know, I just want to go over there and get my phone with no problems. Yeah. We go over to get get my phone. This kid's name is Jared, and his friend who's with him is named Nick, and his dad <laughs> lives in West Virginia. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. Like, so, like, too many his... coincidences going on. Yeah. So have you ever, uh, have you seen The Hateful Eight? No. Okay. I so this doesn't give anything away, but there's a scene in the movie where, so Kurt Russell is in the movie, and there's a scene in the movie where Kurt Russell, I'm pretty sure it's Kurt Russell, uh, smashes a guitar against a like pole and mm-hmm. just destroys it well they had one of the actresses was actually a musician and so the guitar that she was playing in that scene before he grabs it um they had two they had multiple guitars right obviously and she was supposed to be playing the prop guitar but she wasn't and she was playing this like one of a kind like couple hundred, like its worth was like a couple hundred thousand dollars. Wow. And I don't remember the significance behind the guitar, but it was like some guitar that like a famous guitarist had yeah. had. And, you know, it was like, it was an antique basically and was worth a shitload of money. And she had that one instead. So mm-hmm. Kurt Russell grabs it. And in the movie, in that scene, when he destroys it, it is a one of a kind guitar that he destroys. Wow. Why yeah. the fuck? <laughs> so so let me let me let me just jump in the mind of the fucking idiot prop guy. Yeah. It's like, okay, listen, in this scene, um a guitar is gonna be destroyed. So I think that we should have a couple props and then let's just get this fucking antique guitar for you to play on to dick around in. So yeah. it looks good for the cut. Fuck off. Yeah, I'm wondering That's such horseshit. Well, well I don't think it was this was like I think the, someone brought that guitar oh, they, so that it could be played. The director, yeah. producer yeah, probably like got during, it from a friend. Well or they something. had loaned it away from like a museum or something oh like god. that. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's unreal. Yeah. So it, when wow. you ever sit down to watch that movie and you see that scene. Just remember that's a one of a kind guitar. I tell you, I was in Nashville not too long ago, and I was I was in and out of these old like, you know, relic guitar shops like corner. They're everywhere, mm-hmm. by the way. All these awesome guitars um, shops with old Gibsons, old Martins, old you know, old Gibson yeah. acoustics, um, you know, whatever you can imagine. And I was able to go in a couple of these places and play twenty thousand dollar Les Pauls, you know, and you know, whatever I wanted. And mm-hmm. I, I play like, I play a Yamaha acoustic. Yeah. You know, one of their real nice mm-hmm. um, LL series ones. But a Yamaha nonetheless. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was playing $6,000 Martins in and out of these guitar shops, like telling myself, I'm going to buy an acoustic down here because this is the place to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, they have anything you ever wanted. And none of them sounded as good as that Yamaha. Really? Yeah, a Yamaha <laughs> that I yeah. bought up here in Bridgeport. Yeah. You know, just a Yamaha acoustic. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a big, I'm a big Martin guy. Uh, yeah, I like, like the stiffness of a Martin. Yeah. yeah, I think that just that sound, man, that deep, just oh, yeah. love it. See, if I were to get a Martin, I feel like I'd get a dreadnought body one, mm-hmm. like an acoustic. But um, I like, I've heard good things about their like triple O bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, dreadnoughts one, are kind of where I float towards. One of our uh, songs that we recorded back in. Uh, 2016, 2015, I forget what year it was when we started recording. Anyway, it's called Gonzo. Um, and the guitar in the beginning of it, it's just, it's clean. Um, there's acoustic and there's a uh, clean electric played the, the exact same um, on both, uh, like one on either side or something like that. I don't know how he mixed it in, but the acoustic guitar, we were going to play it on um, just like a, I don't even know, like maybe a Fender acoustic, but the guy we were recording with has a mini Martin. It's like just little travel size, and it sounds so fucking good. And we just mic'd it up and fucking did it that way, dude. It sounds really cool. I love those little yeah. guitars like that. Yeah, they're so nice. And honestly, for a Martin, I mean, yeah, it's a mini Martin, so you can't really, you know, do a lot of crazy shit with it. Sounds good. It's like two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, you know, and sharing it. Yeah, you know. So I like those guitalelis. You ever play one of those? Mm-mm. It's a six string ukulele. You know, like a guitar. Yeah, a little bit longer scale. Mm-hmm. They're tuned to A. Badass. Huh. I could sit and play one for hours. Hours, right? Songs on it for days. Just one of those kind of sounds. Yeah. Very original sounding. Mm -hmm. Super sweet. That's really cool. And they're only like 200 bucks. Really? Yeah. I'm about to look into that. Do it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been Jed. And I'm Daniel. And And I'm Jared B. (laughs) Ah, I ruined it. Thank you guys for having me once again on this this show. This is great stuff. No no problem. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Until next time. Until next time. Follow us on Twitter. (laughs) Like our shit.